are back for another side draft podcast and man this is it seems like every single week we we get something that that that's pretty wild that happens and, and vegas i i think the racing was okay i you know it was multiple lines there was a lot of racing up in the front the restarts obviously were crazy we didn't know that tempers would flare quite the way that they did with two drivers that aren't in the playoffs anymore you and I were just talking before we started the podcast, and I think this is a perfect example of why there needs to be off weeks. You it's look been at a the draining you, season. You look at the Cup schedule, and you think, "What's wrong with these guys? They show up to the track on on Friday afternoon. They might run qualifying on Friday. They might run qualifying on Saturday. They race on Sunday. They're back home on Monday, mm. and you know they do whatever they need to do at home." Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before heading off to the track again on, on Friday. It's like, how hard could it possibly be? But when you do this every single weekend and you're having the challenges that you're having every single weekend, I think this is a perfect example of why we need some off weekends to just back away. Debrief. Yep. And, yeah, decompress, Take step some time away from away. the sport, yep. and come back recharged for another set of, of races. Well, that's the thing is that the All-Star break is, it's just one weekend. It's not, I mean, it's not like it's a full-blown week off. And for a lot of those guys, the All-Star break really isn't the All-Star break because they're still racing. We used to see the NASCAR schedule in recent years would have four, five, six weekends off. Father's Day, Mother's Day, Easter. Over the course of the, the whole season, you would see racing start the week before uh, Valentine's Day in February. And it would go right up to the week of Thanksgiving. The last the championship weekend traditionally was the Sunday that led up to Thanksgiving. You got done with that race. You woke up Monday morning and you know you better go get that turkey out of the freezer because if it doesn't start <laughs> defrosting, you're not going to have turkey on, on Thursday. And this is something that we've seen Kevin Harvick, I think out of all of them, really voice his opinion on vocally on Twitter and stuff. Like there's things that need to be changed. Like he was in favor of the street race and stuff, but he wants he wants more time for everybody, drivers, crew, uh, engineers, people who are building the cars back at the shop, give them time off. It creates a it creates a longer off season. It's still the same regular season because you're still running 36 races, but it creates a shorter period of race time. Guess what the first off week is next year? When when it is, I guess. May? Later than that. Is it really? So we don't even get an all-star week. Where do we go? Um, well, they've, they've got it at North Wilkesboro, of course, May 21st. Right. May 28th. June 18th is the first off week. So at that point, we've already run races halfway through February. You're almost getting March, to M- You're almost April, to NBC. May, June. We're almost to NBC. You've run four and a half months of racing? Four and a half consecutive months of racing. And looking at this, there is not another break in the schedule. There is one break next year, June 18th. Man, that's that's tough. That's insane. That is crazy. It it makes it very, very difficult. You think tempers were flaring this year? I was going to say, yeah, just wait till next year comes. When Noah Gregson's involved in the sport. (laughs) No, sorry. You don't think he's going to cause problems, Noah Gregson and Bubba Wallace together? What's the worst that could happen? 
Joey Logano and Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin. They're gonna get along fine. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna get get along great. Put them on the playground, they'll be fine. So I th- the awkwardness of, of this is obviously, I don't know. As of right now, there's been no suspension announced. There's been nothing. Of course, this is Tuesday. I there's think not gonna be. The sooner the be- if they are gonna do anything, I say the sooner the better, j- j- just to get it out of the way. I-, I think because at this at this juncture, everybody's talking about this, which. There's some good things if you're talking about a race that happened like two or three days later. That means something really interesting happened, I think. Sure. The problem is it's not like it was a photo finish. It's not like it was a a fuel-saving race. I mean, there was some some of that in there, but it it's Bubba Wallace hooks Kyle Larson. He says a part broke on it. Telemetry data maybe says a different story. Afterwards, Bubba Wallace goes up and is shoving Kyle Larson so it it just made it a bad look. And this is the thing. I see a lot of people on social media are, well, the people who hate Bubba Wallace already hate him even more now. Sure. Other people who are like myself, I really like Bubba Wallace. I think he deserve, he's, he's absolutely a good race car driver, 100%. Made a stupid decision. And, you know, it, he basically turned into those people that we see on NASCAR Heat. Or NASCAR Thunder, <laughs> he he rage quit a game basically. He rage he he that was a something triggered in his head, and he was he was fit to be tied with something. Whether it's a long season, he's tired of being shoved in the wall. He knows it's somebody else's mistake, but he's gonna go finish it. He didn't need to do it that way. Hit and, that R two button just a little I'm bit too you, hard. Just happened to move the left stick all the way over and just <laughs> completely change three lanes, but. He, he admitted the mistake, and I think, again, whether you want to believe him or not, he admitted it. He apologized. Thankfully, everybody's okay. Kyle Larson handled it great. Let's move on. Vegas doesn't want to move on, though, as they put an advertisement up for next year's race. You want action? Come to Vegas. It's Vegas, <laughs> though, at the same time. I Vegas know. Vegas is known <laughs> for the fights and the jackpots and... Really, though? We're, we're doing this like it's 1989? They put showgirls on the stage in Victory Lane. Like it's 1979, <laughs> and there's a fight. <laughs> throwing throwing a, a right hooks in the back straightaway? No, we're not. Uh, Here's the thing. There's not going to be a suspension. Uh, there's going to be a fine. There's going to be, you know, 25 points docked. There should be a fine in points docked, I think, yes. And, and that's going to be that. And it doesn't quite matter because... Neither of them are in the playoffs, and it does affect Christopher Bell, though, which is the ultimate bummer of this whole situation. Well, look at how many other races something stupid like this has happened. Look at the Kevin Harvick well, situation. Kevin Harvick situation, Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Yep. We, we look at, uh, even in years past, Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott, mm-hmm. of course. Um, Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano. And Matt Kenseth d- destroyed Joey Logano's and car, and that's why nothing is going to happen yeah. because uh, you know after this Vegas race because nothing came of the other ones. Should he other be so- than yeah. a hey, wagging the finger? Don't you do this yeah. again? I thought it was interesting. He didn't even get called to the hauler after it. I was a little. I was a little. Well, yeah, surpri- because did you see the officials right there in the infield? Nobody wanted to get in the middle of that. Still though, I was a little surprised by that because n- n- in the end. If NASCAR calls you to the holler, you're going to the holler. You sure. know. Now Bubba's going to have an attitude going to it, but at the, at the same time, if I were, if they know they're not going to give a suspension away, like, hey, we just wanted to tell you, we understand why you're irritated. Relax. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take take a look at it, but we don't expect to suspend you. Just we need we need you to take a breather, okay? 
and you got to go to the hauler the next time. Like, we're going to look out for you, okay? I, I don't know. I, I And I also think this is interesting, too, that it seems like, and we, I think we talked about this last week, the drivers are getting more feisty with NASCAR in general because of the safety issues, because of the schedule, because of the way that things are going, and they feel like they're not hurt enough. The last time a Cup Series driver was suspended was Kyle Larson. And for, that was for saying the N-word over uh, That was that was off track. <laughs> that was off track actions. And yes, he deserved that to be That was conduct unbecoming yeah. of a NASCAR Cup Series driver. Before that, before that, the last time a Cup Series driver was suspended, Clint Boyer. AJ Allmendinger. Really? What did he do? Yeah, suspended for the race at Daytona for failing a random drug test. Uh, I think I remember that now. And that goes all the way back to 2014 or something. It was possibly 12. Mm. 2012. AJ Allmendinger coming back to Cup Series next year. Hopefully he doesn't fail a drug test. <laughs> I'm expecting him to win at least one race next year. Oh, yeah. In that, in that kind of equipment and with how many road courses we have, I think he's bound to do it at, at least once. And Justin Haley's been having some good runs as well. He's, well, he's, been, ripping, he's, he's been ripping off some good ones in that 31 car. He's essentially going from a part-time team to a full-time team. With, within the same organization. Within the same organization, and he's been competitive. Yeah. He's been competitive as a part-time driver. As have the colleague cars this year. So you know that... You, you know have the, him show up week in and week out. You know the car's competitive. You know the team is competitive in another series. It gives you more confidence going in that, that you're you're going to have the right equipment to get the job done as and opposed you know to... he's competitive. ...what he's been yeah. in. Because where was he? He was at JTDG Doherty before? Because I know he was with uh When he was Petty. suspended, he was, he was with Penske. He was driving the 22 for Penske. He drove the 22 car? He was driving the 22 before the Oh, that's crazy. Um, okay. So, Vegas in the rearview mirror. I know it was 2012, and you were, what, in fourth grade? No. Uh, <laughs> I was I was not quite in college yet. I I, I don't remember that, though. Yeah, it was you, a you look big back deal. And you're like, going, going to Daytona in the, in the July race. A lot of people may forget that J.J. Gailey was, was driving for Gibbs at one point. You remember that? News bro yeah. News, news broke that afternoon. And he just he had nerves, he had nerve, and it, it was it was such a bad situation. And well, was it like alcohol or was it, it was like a weed it was or something? One, one of his crew members, because he was having nerves, gave him an Adderall. Oh, so it it, it it was a whole lot about nothing. Yeah, but it was unapproved. It was not prescribed to him. Therefore, they made an example. They tried to make an example. Not that of, I'm condoning that you say, should ever. They made an example of Jeremy Mayfield is what they did. Yeah. Or tried to do. And Jeremy Mayfield to this day still doesn't think he did really anything out of the... She, he shouldn't have been kicked out. Right. Which is interesting. And he he, he still comments on this stuff too, by the way. Oh. Well, He's still full-blown full blown into the sport. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Well, so is Pete Rose. <laughs> Look, Pete Rose... No... Okay, sidetrack very quickly. Did you see what Cincinnati's doing? Uh-uh. They're getting a sports book in the stadium. Are they <laughs> So, a as a result, Pete Rose should be breaking down the doors. I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because we have the stadium that I played in, the city that I played in, installing, building a sports book in the stadium. It's not like it's in the city. It is 
in the stadium, the baseball stadium. You can go wow. and place bets. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. That's uh, that was nuts when I, I I couldn't believe that, but hey, it, you know time, times have changed, of course. Yeah. Um, they should have a sports book at the Ve- at Vegas at the racetrack. I'm surprised they don't. They have one <laughs> uh, like right across the street. Is it Kansas? Do they really Hollywood uh, Casino? Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's pretty awesome. It gets people to come to the track too. Oh yeah, come bet on sports. Come hang hang out at this bar and, and, and resort. That, that complex they built right across the street from Kansas, the Hollywood Casino. You get a package to watch the race along with Man. coming to town. I think people would dig that. It, it would they, give them a reason to come that. to the race. They did that up right at Kansas. There were not as many fans there either. By the way, for that playoff race, when, when I, I always look, I tend to look at that now, and it's not like it's a terrible or I don't overreact to it, but. If I look and, and and they show the you know the big wide shot as they're coming to the green flag, oh yeah, there's 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 a lot of people in the crowd. Or man, I don't know, they 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 I think they missed out on that a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I notice it more often now in Kansas. You can see, I remember seeing some of the lettering Kansas Speedway on, on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, not quite as good of a crowd. Of course, you're dealing with football and all that stuff too now, but give people more of a reason that to was come. What they were up against that weekend, there was that was opening weekend for the NFL yeah. in Kansas City as well. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Still, though, you could go to the yeah, race. They, they still drew a decent crowd. Yeah, they did. But I think, you know, having a casino and everything like that, a lot, like, package it in, find find a way to make it, uh, give people a good reason to to come out, partner mm-hmm. with the city or some way, shape, or form. But anyways, neither here nor there. Joey Logano getting the win. He's locked into the championship for Homestead next. A lot of questions about this track. Uh, we were not able to pick our fantasy lineup. Yet, unfortunately. But who are you going to take <sighs> if you got your usages that, that are up, which I still, I don't know. Are they are they updated? They are updated, I think. They've got to be updated. Blaney, I've only got two two usages left. Joey Logano, I've got two usages left. I'm waiting till Phoenix to use one of them. <laughs> well, I, before we get into our picks, speaking of Joey Logano. Oh, frick. Yes. Th- th- thank you. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, you know... Here's Joey Logano talking about the Vegas finish and clenching a spot in the championship four. Everything kind of worked out really well there at the end. He starts uh, able to take advantage of, of uh, the advantage that we had with the tires and the car and uh, moved our way through the field and um, was able to race Ross there for the win. So uh, big, big victory for us. You know, anytime you, you win this race, it sets you up so well into Phoenix. It really gives you a good advantage to, to really be able to focus in a couple weeks early and, and, and think about that car and think about, you know, what we need to be successful there. So um, we'll be ready to go. Guns a blazing. One of the stats, one of the stats, though, and, and he kind of brings that up in a roundabout way. Yeah. Three of the last six Las Vegas playoff winners have gone on to win the cup championship. Chase Elliott not being one of them. Nope. <laughs> As he had an atrocious finish. But I, Joey Logano, it's like he, and we talk about this all the time. I, I mention it probably more than you do, but he's just there. Then out of nowhere... We know that he's good at Vegas. We know he's good at Auto Club. He finds a way to be in those races. Yep. You get this one, you lock yourself in, and all of a sudden, that 22 team, all your focus is on Phoenix. It doesn't matter what you do at Martinsville. It doesn't matter what you do this week at Homestead because you know you're in the championship four, and Mm -hmm. all of your energy is going into that car. You get to relax. You get to just take it in. 
Which makes me nervous, though, going into fantasy. Do you, do you pick him in any of these two races? Absolutely I mean, I, not. Obviously, he's going to run hard, but... I mean, depending on how many how many usages you have... I've got two left. So do I. Compared to the other guys, though, how much do you have? Well, you, you, you've chased the rest of the year. And I didn't, I didn't even use Chase. I pulled him out. I was going to say, I knew you had him in the lineup, but given how bad he was doing... I'm... I put him in my garage. <laughs> so guess what? I still have four uses. I'm going to end the season with a usage left to Chase. I'm tempted to put. Should I put Blaney? Blaney is is Blaney a play for for for, for this week instead of next week? All right, Martinsville. I feel like this week might be his best chance to win a race. See, that's that's my problem spot. <laughs> I have one usage left with Blaney. Does Blaney I, make the final four? I would use. I, I think so. I would use him this week, if if I were you. Would you with one usage left? I am using him this week. Well, because for for me. The way that I'm you looking, have two usages left. I, I know, but I'm but I'm if he makes a championship four, I can't use him in the championship four. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jeremy. I'm not gonna fall for this. <laughs> but okay, at this juncture, no offense, but I'm I'm further ahead than everybody. All I gotta do is show up to the track. Yeah, look at two, three, and four. I jumped. I'm back in second place. I know. I'm back so, where I'm supposed to be. So should you? I I don't know. That's a tough thing. No, I'm not running. I'm not running him this week. Okay. So I see. I see where you're at. You're 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 not running him next week either. Then you're you're banking on him making the playoff. Uh. Or you're making him. You're banking on him making the four. Well, that's the thing. You look at the you look at the playoff standings. He's eleven back in seventh place. So he's thir- he's he's almost last. Right. He's just in front of Briscoe or Bell. But that's the thing. It's so tight between Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Chase Briscoe, and Ryan Blaney. Listen, from somebody who has been very good this last half of the season. Oh, I we know. We know. This guy over here, like Hi. Tyler Reddick, couldn't get we a know. couldn't get a finish to save his life the first half of the season, and I've caught fire all of a sudden. <laughs> I would play him this week, and I know that you wouldn't play him in the championship four. I but, won't have anything left. But okay, fine. You, that's, you that's, do what you want. That, that's what's gonna mess me up. For me, I'm not playing Blaney this week because I know that I either have Martin, but I'm playing him this week because I know he's. I, I'm banking. I'm not playing him at Martinsville. I'm not. I'm even if he doesn't win this week, I'm not putting him at Martinsville because he, I, he's not does, been that great there. Does Blaney get into the championship four? I think so, yes. I picked him before. I'm going to stick with Is that. It, I think so or yes? I'm There's a big with... difference between I think so and yes. Let me give you my championship four again. Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney. Are you sticking with Bell? Yes. He's 23 back. Yes. He's he's in the position he was As a matter of fact, ago. I will guarantee you this week, I think I got two usages left to Christopher Bell. I'm putting him in my lineup this week. I'm putting him in. I'm putting Blaney in. I am putting Chase in. Because I waited. I'm putting Chase, and I've got him the, re- the rest of the year, I think. And I'm putting in... Uh, I've got Chase the rest of the year, but I'm waiting to put Denny Hamlin in until the, the last two races. My championship four is Bell, Blaney, Chase, and Joey. That, that was who I said before Sunday. I'm rolling with it. Blaine, Blaine, I think Blaney will be in. Do you think Blaney will be in? Because you you have got that outlier of Rush Chastain. I, did you even have Joey in there in your pick last week? No. 
You had Chastain in. I had Chastain. So so now you're dealing with Joey is in. I, I had Chastain as the winner. So now you're dealing with Joey. And I, I still think Chastain. It, it's a game of what well, we were talking about this on your on your radio show yesterday afternoon. I was. Gonna, I, yeah. I think I think if Chastain didn't come up on lap lap traffic, Logano never would have made the pass. And also Chastain. Mind you, is still in that four, so he's still in a decent spot. Oh, Chastain where, is still sitting in yeah, second place. He's still sitting very good, so he could also make it. So we're dealing with Chase Elliott maybe being out, Bell being out, or Blaney being out. Not to mention Denny Hamlin. I think I think Homestead this weekend is going to run a lot like Auto Club. Ford's going to do well. Ford didn't do that well. Chevy took the top four spots. Well, Chevy was dominant, but Ford was all right though. Oh, yeah. Joey, well, I, I guess... Kyle Joe, Larson, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Joey Logano, your top five at Auto Club. And I think Homestead is going to run a lot like Auto Club. It's a flat mile and a half. You know what? I'm tempted to put Joey in my garage just in case if he's running really well and says, screw it, I'm going for a win. I'm I'm having Joey in my... I got two usages love with Joey. I'm not using him at Martinsville. I'm not, I'm not using Blaney at Martinsville. I'm not using Joey at Martinsville. You can book that now. I said it here. I'm not using either of them. But I'm using both of them this week. Neither of them are playing at Martinsville. This week, I I had three non-playoff drivers in my lineup. There was one point, Big Moose, too, by the way. I had 253 points. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I looked at it, I was like, no way. And then, of course... uh, At that point, I put Chase in my garage and said, I'm not even checking this the rest of the race. (laughs) You know what? Hit the fan. Bubba Wallace did what he did, and then Blaney had... Blaney was dominant that race, too. I mean, Blaney would have been up there with Joey and and Ross to win the race, I think, had he not had... Had he not gotten loose. I think Blaney's going to win this race this weekend. See, I don't even think I can run Chase Elliott here. And he's right. He self-admittedly said I'm terrible at Homestead. He said he sucked at Vegas. They hadn't been good at Mar- hadn't been good at Homestead and Martinsville. You can't pass anybody. He finished 26th at Auto Club Speedway. <laughs> that, was, that was because of an be- incident, wasn't it? Because no, he, he, was, he was running. I thought he was running up there with Larson, and that's when he called him a stupid mf'er, and that was that race because Larson put him in the wall. Would you race Byron? Byron's is this outlier, I think, here, where he, he he's sneaking in the weeds a little bit. I mentioned Bell, Blaney, Chase, Joey's obviously in, but Byron, I think, what happens if Byron wins this race over the weekend? That'd be something, wouldn't it? That means we're going to be without Denny or Chase in all likelihood. William Byron was caught up in an accident. He didn't finish Auto Club. That's because Joey shoved him into the wall, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He, he, he was winning that race. Or no, that was Vegas. Oh, yeah. Or that was Darlington. I, I don't remember. It, it was Darlington. It, it was whatever. It, it was one of the races. <laughs> I think it's going to run a little bit like Darlington. You think so? I don't know. The track shape is similar. It's going to be a mix of Auto Club and... I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I don't know. It's that long, sweeping, flat. I am hoping, hoping, hoping that there's multi-groove racing. I'm hoping. Otherwise, that race is going to be really boring. Yeah. I'm really hoping that you you can rope that high line or you can send it in and do slide jobs. You can keep her in the middle and stick well. 
because we don't know how this car is going to go on this track. See, I've still got two plays of Ross Chastain. I'm sticking with him. He's in He's in the championship four. I'm still not picking him. You're still scared of Chastain? <laughs> no, I'm not scared. I just said I wouldn't pick him, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not doing it. I'm not scared of him. Look, you're you're scared. You're listen. scared of the retaliation. No, no, no. I'm not scared of the retaliation. As, as a matter of fact, I might be the wisest out of the group because ever since I haven't played him, I've been doing great. So I, <laughs> I, 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 I stopped using Ross Chastain, and I have been doing much better than I was when I was picking him. I got 42 points off Chastain this weekend, so thank you for not picking him. Hey, you know what? I still won the race. I still won. I still won it. So because the bonus points. Yeah, well, bonus points messed me up this week. So I've got still, I've got three usages of Denny. I might use him the rest of the way. Because it's crunch time. And Denny needs to wake the hell up. But. I got two with him. I'm, I'm going to put him in the garage. I'm doing Denny in the garage. I'm not going to pick Joey. Denny's going to go in the garage. Because I, I, I can't trust that he's going to run well. I'm picking Byron. I'm picking Denny in my garage. I'm putting Tyler Reddick in there for the final time. I have one more usage left. He's going to be up there. Now, whether he wins or not, I don't know. That was a big announcement over the weekend from Tyler Reddick as That's well. That's right. Uh, Kurt Busch, and we've got some audio from Kurt Busch here, but Tyler Reddick buying out his option Yep. with Richard Childress, and he's on his way, and you might say, well, why was that? Kurt Busch had an announcement. Uh, the doctors have come to the conclusion that it's best for me to shut it down for this season. And even though I've made solid gains and been working with all the top specialists and the team at Toyota Performance Center, I'm still not 100% and I'm still not cleared to race. As I continue to focus on my health towards being cleared, I'll be stepping away from full-time NASCAR Cup Series competition in 2023. My long-term health is priority number one, and I don't feel committing at this point to compete for a championship next year is in my best interest or the best interest of the team. You can feel me getting a little bit ch choked up there, like, man, this is it. Also, Kurt Busch, I saw this over the weekend. With him stepping away next year from full-time, he is, there is no other driver in Cup that raced a full-time season with Dale Earnhardt. Yep. Not even Kevin Harvick, because Kevin Harvick came in after. Kevin so, Harvick so, was, was Dale Earnhardt's yep. replacement in Jimmy, 29. Jimmy Johnson, same thing. He didn't start until afterwards. Yeah. So And, and of course, Jimmy Johnson's no longer doing that. But even if Jimmy were to come back, he, he wouldn't fit the billing. So we're officially moved on from that era, which is pretty nuts to think about. From the good old John Deere 97 car. Yep. The Rubbermaid Sharpie. 97, yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty nuts. And obviously, Kurt's, you know, taking the number one priority in, which is his family and all that stuff. And hopefully the cars get helped. Because, I mean, Alex Bowman, not to say that he's going to retire early, but, I mean, a concussion's a big deal. And he oh, still hasn't been cleared yet. It's a very <laughs> big deal. And, and again, it goes, we always, we always revert, revert back to, the the new documentary and this past week's episode was just that it was showing kurt and the you think this was all the way back in july at pocono this was the accident in july in pocono uh, during uh, qualifying uh, nonetheless 
you can to me I I also just kind of think about this and I saw this over the weekend they took a picture of they had a picture of Ryan Newman standing next to his car said you wouldn't believe and then then they had a picture of Kurt Busch backing into the wall at Pocono they said you wouldn't believe that out of both of these pictures the one on the right is the one that resulted in a concussion yeah can you imagine what would have happened had this car been with what happened with Ryan Newman? Don't, I mean, don't even want to go there. Don't you know? even want to go there, sir. I thought about that over the weekend. I immediately said the same thing. Let's not think about that. But you think how safe the safety concerns and the issues? Thank goodness that this car was not a couple years ago when that happened. Right. That's... Scary, scary stuff. But like so. I said, with with the show, it goes back to the like whole, they they yeah, opened the they yeah. opened the show with him coming off at turn three, backing it into the wall. This is in, it was it was in practice, correct? No, it was in qualifying. Or qualifying, that's, yes. It was in qualifying was in the race, and they go to the the cutaway, you know, race for the championship, and it comes back with Kurt in the seat, setting it up. Pocono, it's one of my favorite tracks. Knew we had to run well here. Love going here. Love running this track. And we're getting there, having a great run, going into turn three, and you just felt the the tail end snap out on me, backed it into the wall. And then it just flashes right back to the car just skidding out of turn three, coming to a stop, and the, the AMR safety crew showing up and you know he gets out of the car gives a wave to the the crowd hops in the truck and rolls on everything's good yeah and then it cuts him to walking into uh 2311 in the the trd development center and he's going through a workout and he's talking about how everything you know from the neck down he's good but the thing is, you can't see a concussion. Yeah. My head hurts, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, to think, this was all the way back in July. Yeah. And he was never cleared. Still is not cleared. And. I mean, you think, how, how old is Kurt? 40, 40s? Yeah. I'm sure this, I'm sure it, that has some part to play in it. Age. I mean, he's a little bit older getting a concussion. 44. 44. Alex Bowman, obviously, a lot younger. Not that he'll... I mean, he obviously is done for the year as well. But... Man. Because that's another thing that people don't recognize with racing. And if you're listening to the, to this podcast, I would assume that, that you are involved in some way with your fandom of racing. A lot of people who don't watch it like that, they don't realize the effects that just your head have when you're focusing. You know, the G-forces, accidents, you're having to keep laser focus on everything at the track in front of you. Like, you you, got to have some Hawkeye vision to be able to avoid accidents and all that stuff. And yes, you need that for football as well, but... It's not about that as much as it is getting hit in the head. Where with NASCAR, you know, and I was I was just thinking think about that over the weekend. Your focus, you know, I was was in the car, was in the truck on Sunday, 
and it was it was before the the race actually came on, but you know was was flipping through, and and there was a there was a football game on the radio, and one they were talking about how one of the players was down, and they were bringing the card out, they were going through the concussion protocols right there on the field, and I'm just I'm thinking about how many times we've had this, you know, looking back at our sport in NASCAR, and seeing all the drivers who have gone through the concussion protocol and all the not necessarily concussion protocol, but all the injuries that our drivers have gone through. When did they start doing concussion protocol, by the way, in NASCAR? You think Dale Earnhardt Jr., you know. 2014-ish? Kind of the first time you really heard of a NASCAR driver yeah. going through concussion protocol. I mean, we, we look at some of these accidents from, like, the, the two, that early 2000s. Oh, yeah. All the way up to the 2010. I mean, Carl Edwards. I mean, for God's sake, getting thrown into the wall like that. Kyle Larson at Daytona in the Xfinity race. You know, who's to say they didn't have concussions? Even even thought, Brad Keselowski <laughs> getting flipped over at Atlanta. That's right. That that was very. And he landed on his roof on the on the wall or whatever. That yeah. was yeah. That car flipped back over. Right, right, and, Ryan Newman, and, of course. Right. Well, I'm, I'm the the Brad Keselowski car flipped back over, and the roof was a triangle. Where it hit, where the wall and the asphalt met. David Rudiman at uh, was that Bristol? Might have been. No, it was Dover, wasn't it? No, that was Joey Logano at Dover, where he went end over end thirteen yeah. times. Where, 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 where was David Rudiman at in in the double zero when he did that? Because he he did a very similar thing. That may have also been Dover. That sucker was ripped to shreds. Yeah. But still, the, the those accidents. The Kyle Petty crash. And we're looking at the, again. And maybe, I think NASCAR's got a real, and out of all the things to take a look at, obviously this is the first one, because those guys were deemed okay. Like, Ryan Newman was deemed okay in, in in that car, looking tore up like that, where now you back into a wall and you have a concussion. Like, either something really weird happened or the safety of the car is not quite as good, and we've seen with in-car footage, there's not as much straightforward... Uh, padding on the side for your head. I mean, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. And when you're going at those speeds... And that's what I'm trying to figure out because these seats are molded to these drivers. Yeah. They're molded to these drivers. So why are they why are they getting tossed around as much as they are in those cars? I don't know. That's a good question. Kyle Busch is a guy that would probably like to end the season as soon as possible. He was running well. Well, yeah. Of course, spins out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much worse can this get? Well, uh, let me have, let me have you intro this because I haven't listened to this audio yet. Well, it's, from, it's from Joe Gibbs on on Kyle Busch. It's very interesting because you know all all season long we've kind of seen the the body language and we've we've heard the comments from Kyle Busch, and you know you know Joe Gibbs at, at least seems like a stand up guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think so. In in this right here, you know, Joe Gibbs is is talking about you know when the sponsorship with Mars and M and M's and Skittles was leaving, and you know being being the football coach that that Joe Gibbs is talking about the process of trying to keep Kyle Busch, and knowing that weren't able to make it happen, but knowing that there's I think there's a little bit of intimidation knowing that they weren't able to get it done. We spent 15 years together. I think 56 wins or something. The Us working together over that long period of time, having our sponsor there, Mars, and going through all of that. So when it came up that Mars was going to be leaving, we spent 
over a year working on that. We just could not get things to work out. Now, for us to kind of solve the issues that we had on going forward, we worked so hard at it, and there was a lot put into it. And so it's just one of those things in sports where you wind up saying, okay, we could not get that done. We put every effort into it and worked extremely hard at it. And so here's what we hope. And and really going forward, we tried as hard as we could. And I would say we're, we're wishing Kyle the absolute best. I think he found a great home. I think Richard and him will get along great. And we know I'm not looking forward to racing against him, I can tell you that. <laughs> What does that tell you? Kyle Busch is going to be back. Maybe. Well, and you know, I mean, he, the comparisons have been there. Yeah, I know they have been. And and if anybody can put together a team with a driver who has the attitude that Kyle Busch has. It's Richard Childress. Look. He, he managed Dale Earnhardt. I think there's a there's a Joe Gibbs is is I think he means what he says. He comes across as a guy that you know I'm I'm glad that Kyle's going going to a team and everything like that. I'm glad he's going to Richard Childress. I mean they were able to work it out. I think he means a little bit of that, but at the same time I think there's also this aspect of the someone's. <laughs> Said Kyle Busch has got to be in the eighteen good wrench car or in the <laughs> in the eight good wrench car. They said if they bring that back, then it's over. It's not going to happen. Here's, Out of all the drivers, though, I mean, Kyle Busch does kind of fit that billing. Well, that, that's the thing. Here's here's the kicker. You know, Maybe. you can get you can get along with anybody, but it's when it's when the lifestyle starts to overflow into the workplace, and the workplace overflows into the lifestyle. And I feel like there's that happened with Kyle. The, well, the 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 personalities didn't quite fit. I mean, I'm 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 not saying that you know, Kyle I'm, Kyle I'm Bush. You. Kyle Bush you. wasn't necessarily you know. I'm not saying he wasn't necessarily a, a spiritual or a religious person. I, I'm following you. But you yeah. look at Joe Gibbs, and it was you know always always prayer on pit road, and there was there was never a, a beer sponsor or anything that that may have been a less than family friendly sponsorship on any of his vehicles dating back to the 90s. Well, to be totally honest, I don't know if any of those guys with that team besides maybe Christopher Bell fit that billing. I'm not sure Martin Truex Jr. fits that. He's a, he's a reserved guy. I mean, I, I don't know, that might fit. But Denny Hamlin, but that's, I don't that's think that's where to... again, but you look okay, so let's break this down. Martin Truex Jr., you paint the picture. He's a good old <laughs> country boy and he's your Bass Pro Shops guy. And that's that's the image. This is this is what this little part is what we want you to see. But when you're a driver as big as Kyle Busch is, you you can't you can't only let the public see this much, because Kyle Busch is going with Denny. Exactly, and it's I think it's becoming more and more of that. Where I think you you see Denny biting his tongue more and more. I mean, you oh, can, yeah. you can see a. You can see more and more in Denny, his body language and his comments are turning into what Kyle Busch has, has been for years. You know who out of all the okay, out of all the drivers real quick and then we got to pick the race. Who do you think out of all the drivers right now is would be considered the the intimidator of this group of this era? Yes. Or who is becoming it? Or who could be it? See, I don't. 
that that's a hard one because there's nobody's obviously nobody's ever going to reach nobody's that nobody's going to be no, that nobody's going to be that i know i should have prefaced that nobody yeah. we, we we know that i'm not stupid <laughs> we're, we're not saying that there's going to be another Dale Earnhardt. Ain't going to happen. But, but I, to to go on the track and and not give a damn for anybody except themselves. Yes. You know that that is that is the Kyle Busch. You still think so? I. I think. You know you. I mean, I've taken him off of it because he ain't been good enough lately, and he's been too. And he's been Mister. He, he he's it's been because nicer. he's checked out. <clears throat> it's I, because he's checked out. I think that's a good point. I think it's going to be a whole new Kyle Busch. I still don't think it's Kyle Busch in in the Coliseum next year. You're going to be surprised at who I'm who, who who I think. You know, I'd also I'd also say, and and you look at it because he'll even say it himself, and and his wife has said it in the documentary. You know, Joey Logano, he's a totally different person in the race car than he is in in real life. It's a good comparison. He'll be the first one to admit it. You know, he's yeah. the nicest guy in the world when you meet him on pit road. But when he's behind the wheel, he's he's thinking about himself and number one and how he's going to get that car in position. Who's yours? Chase Elliott. He's getting he's getting feisty. It seems like every week now. He's getting it, a little bit more it, and it, more. Every week he's getting more. I don't give a damn about anybody. Which is interesting because for the longest time, and you know he, what? He was always that guy that's like, up until, I'm telling you, Den- Denny Hamlin wrecked him and he got out of the car. And at that point, he turned into a championship-winning driver because yep. he wasn't going to take any crap from anybody. Yep. And now he's not taking crap from Larson. He's not taking crap from anybody. Which is interesting, and I, I get this. That's a, good, that's a good comparison, he, he, too, he, because— He's he taking crap from cameramen, and he, he also apologized afterwards. He goes, that probably wasn't the best way to go. But he didn't even apologize. I guess he goes, I probably could have gone about it in a different way or something to that. <laughs> hey, I'm not even going to admit that I'm wrong. Well, you look, I was going to say, you look at the father-son combos. I mean, look look at Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr., not that. No. Austinville from Dawsonville, not that. No, but that's what I'm saying. The the separation, yeah. I think for the longest time, you you did compare Chase Elliott to Bill Elliott. You Absolutely. know they they were they were both super nice you know conservative and again Chase know, is not we're not saying that Chase is in small an, town small town guys we're not we're not saying Chase is an ass but not at all but I think he's turning into he's got that intimidation on, on the track I don't care about anybody he's got a little bit more of an edge to him instead of off the track a pushover off the track he's by himself you know he's reserved he he hangs up with with Ryan and Bubba of course as well as some of the other guys his friends and everything like that seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. Very humble, still lives with his parents. Chill guy, on, on the track. Really, I mean, not not. The, and I said this last week. He's getting a little bit of Kyle Busch in him. Where I, I think I, I think it is interesting though, because like I said, you know, you you bring that up. You know, even even in one of the one of the shows recently, I think it was actually on the the Chase documentary on okay. on Peacock. He even said like they, he took Dale Junior into the the Dawsonville pool pool hall. And Junior's like, so we gonna order a burger here? We gonna eat here? Chase is like, I'd never order food here. Talking about the place that screams the siren every time he wins, and flat out says on a on a national documentary. I'd he never, said that I forget that part. I'd never order food here. <laughs> I think his given f is really. It's 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 going away quickly. <clears throat> this time last year, 
He wasn't the Chase we have today. Chase Elliott is turning into he, – he's – I think he, he could very well be Dale Earnhardt. I think he won a championship, and then he lost a championship. And he's pissed that it was his and then teammate got, too. And then got put in a new car. Yeah. And – I'm not the number one guy at Hendrick anymore. Hang on a second. Let me show you what I can do. And let me show you how little I care about how everybody else does on this team. Yep. I mean, even from the jump, too, by by the way, and I know you got to go. Even from the jump, he's like he he's been going at teammates. Like he seems very far off from this teammate stuff. Oh, I got to help my teammate out. Uh, no. Right. If my teammates in front of me. I'm going to push him ahead so he can go on ahead and win. No. Not so much. He's got some deal. I'm telling you. And from somebody who I will say this, Dylan Hart is one of the greatest drivers ever. I hated Dylan Hart because he always wrecked Terry Labonte. Always, it was always, it was never the other way around. Terry was the nice guy. Terry, a lot like Bill Elliott. Yep. Reserved. You don't hear from Terry Labonte. Bobby's on TV at least. You have no idea where Terry Labonte is right now. Right. You have no clue. <laughs> in Corpus Christi or wherever he is. See, I got I got into the sport in '99. When Dale got tur- when Dale turned Terry at Bristol, yeah, that was ninety nine, wasn't it? Or was it ninety eight? I don't remember. I don't know. I wasn't alive to see it or remember it. Either that. But- either way, I got into the sport after it was coming off the ninety eight Daytona five hundred win. Freaking Dale, man! Gosh, Terry always got the short short end of the stick. I think that's why I like the the Labonte brothers, though. Is like they 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 were, you know, they they, they were good drivers, but they never really got in anybody's way. Kind of like Carl Carl Edwards. Like Carl Edwards never really ticked anybody off. He was just a good race car driver. I could say Martin Truex Jr. is kind of the same way. Yeah, a good race car driver, but never doesn't rub people the wrong way. That's why I like Martin Truex Jr. Bree does not because he wins stages all the time. She's like, I don't like him. It's like really, you got. <laughs> but you like Chase Elliott, you know? I okay. I'm telling you, there's some feistiness with Chase. Who who who, who are you winning? You're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. I'm taking Blaney. Suarez. I'm trying to figure out how you got there. I'm not laughing at you, but I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to piece he together ran, how I'm, I am comparing this track. He did to Auto run Club. well. He ran well at Texas, and then the Chevys did well. Yeah. He and he ran. He was running up there at Auto Club. So you are picking Suarez in your lineup then? Yes. I love the fact that this year, too, it's not like, okay, just pick the playoff drivers and go from there. Yeah. Like, I had three playoff drivers. Obviously, you got to contain your usages more, but Tyler Reddick was running really well. Daniel Suarez was running really well. Mm-hmm. Kyle Larson was running really well. Bubba Wallace was running really well. Which makes it even crazier that Bubba took out Larson because they were both having great days. Right. Which is where I think something just really... Just really triggered Bubba. That was what I don't know what it was, but something triggered him. In the documentary, mark this right now. In the in the Bubba documentary, the Vegas race is what's going to spark his 2024 championship. You're saying he's going to win the win the championship next year? I'm just I'm just I'm no I'm no no, no, I'm I'm not not next year. Next year's 2023. Okay, that's that's a good point. (laughs) Tyler Reddick's going to win it next year. Right. And then it's going to be 23-11 dominance. Denny's going to leave Joe Gibbs after a falling out, and he's going to join his own team. Yep. And they're going to go to Chevy. <laughs> to 
Toyota's that gonna, could happen. Toyota's not going to have any drivers anymore. Because there's a falling out with Joe Gibbs. I see where you're That's going. I'm telling you. Yeah. And MJ says, I, I don't care. I'm here to win races. Anyways, that's going to do it for the pot. I'm taking Blaney. I have confidence in Ryan. Maybe, Larry Bird starts a team in 2024. Maybe too much. Alvin Kamara is getting into the sport. New Orleans Saints running back. There you go. And these guys have money. It's not like they don't have the money to spend. <laughs> Stop being team president of my hometown Indiana Pacers, Larry Bird. They stink. Invest in NASCAR. Right. Okay. I wish we had the money to, to do a team. I, I I swear it'd be so much fun. I would Mason love. out of Indianapolis. A char- you know, I'm, 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 be, I'm talking about you. And, I'm talking about you and me. But uh, oh, yes, well. Larry Bird too. Yeah, we 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 don't have the money to do we that. We don't have the money, so I'm, I'm willing this into existence. But it'll be a charter off of Penske. I'll do a charter from Spire. I don't care. Let, let, let me get let me get BJ McLeod Racing. Let, let's let's invest. <laughs> As long as we're there on Sunday, I can show up with some shades on and we're good to go, you know? <laughs> we, get, we, get, we get into all the races, get pit passes. Right, sure. You can cook the food. <laughs> well, whether the driver sucks or not, everybody's going to be showing up to everybody's everybody's showing up <laughs> to get Big Moose's food. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. We'll talk to you next week, recapping the Homestead Race, previewing Martinsville. It's going to be a lot of fun. Catch you next week.